0: ever felt like you're just going through the motions of life but not fully living then you're in the right place welcome to finding your way with Lori and tanya it wasn't that long ago that we felt the exact same way so now we're sharing what worked for us with you we're so glad you found us We'll bring you real-life
1: stories and tools that have helped us live more positive, intentional, and enlightened lives. Let us help you navigate your journey from where you are now to where you want to be. Pack your bags and let's go. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. We are super excited you are here today. And um, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, as we do, we talk about some tips and tricks and things that we've tried and things that we know work and things that we go back to. Um, and today we're going to talk about creating and cleaning up your space. Um, it sounds kind of silly and how this is really connected and, and affecting every single thing you do in your life, your space, your environment, Um the The things that you have in it, um, the the way it looks and the way it feels, are all huge in your daily interactions. And so, cleaning up and creating space is what we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, and you know, we went through that whole goal series where we really looked at different areas of our life, whether that's relationships or finances, our what um, some other our finances, our relationships, our fun, our what are some other ones? Health. All those things, really, you can take this little trick, tip, of clearing out space, cleaning up um, clutter, and things like that to impact each of those areas of your life. You can be very, very intentional and purposeful about, you know, that being one of your actions that you take to improve an area of your life, and so that's that's sort of exciting because it's tried and true right we've done these things and have noticed it each time it's like how does that work like how does it work that you put focus on your space and do the things you can but again it's that taking action and these are the kind of action steps we can take that then creates more space for good things to come in and come to us when it really is that intentional action okay so it's it's you know
1: for me I don't like clutter um however I get stuck in that same rut where this goes here this goes there especially my garage um you know with three boys at at one point all at the house at the same time and and keeping things to pass down and keeping things because they were sentimental and having things because they wouldn't let go of because they may use it again or play with it again or ride it again and and so the garage just and I would notice going out there it would almost like stifle me um And I felt like I was holding on to so much of the past and so much that wasn't serving me. And I had never thought about it that way. I just thought, okay, it's a cluttery garage and I'm kind of a neat freak. So, you know, that's why this is such a big deal for me. But once we went to that retreat and and really understood how the, the magnitude of the effect that your environment has on you. And so I'll say that when we got back, one of the things I did was make all the the family get together and we cleaned the garage, like took everything out. My neighbors thought that we had lost our minds and I'm sure they were wondering how all that fit on our lawn in the garage. And then we put it all back in. Well, we put about half back in. Um, And I immediately, there were immediate things that happened. Um, Several immediate things that flew, flew, uh, that came to me, that flowed to me because I had made room and space for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can say right after my divorce, probably about a year, I was feeling that heavy feeling again and realized it was because I had quite a bit of stuff in my garage that didn't belong to me. And it really didn't belong to anybody anymore because it, it wasn't wanted or needed or, or, you know, there was a place for it and I was carrying it around and it was heavy um, energetically heavy. And so I did the same thing. I literally pulled everything out and I made some hard decisions. I got rid of some things that, that were pretty big deal. Um, and I just did it. And I will tell you that put it, put everything back in that was felt good and was supposed to be there. And just the, the weight was gone and it really does work that way. Um, it's amazing to me what you invite in and what you have room for once you let go of things in your energetic space.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, so my parents were raised by parents that went through the great depression. And so there's that tendency to hold on to stuff, even if you don't need it, cause you might need it. Or, you know, there, there, it's that it's the way they were raised, made them that way, you know, a little bit. And so, um, I've heard several times, and then my family—they love the junk store. They love going to a junk store and buy secondhand things, that that kind of thing. And when you're looking into the science of energetics and um, that kind of thing, it's really interesting because you got to be careful bringing things into your home that have a history that you don't know about, because it's that energy that clings to it, and you may not even know. What that um, one of our friends that had had something in her house, and it was like she. She just got this feeling. An from, it was like a picture or something. An and antique.
1: Yes, and or it was something
0: antique, and, you know, very um, valuable, mm-hmm. antique yeah. type thing. But she felt yucky every time she walked past it. And yeah. there's there's something to that. Like that's so, You don't know the story behind that. You don't know the energy that's stuck to those items. And so I know that's a little bit woo-woo, but it, it is I think some of the reason why we feel lighter when we get rid of things, whether it's just clutter that we've accumulated too many things, or maybe there's stuck energy on things yeah. that we have in our possession that we don't realize that it's sort of bringing our energy down when we have those things. Um, I know that right now, um, where we are, the weather's changing, right? And so it's changing from balmy summer into whatever I mean we don't really have a winter but it goes from you know 90 degrees to 70s and 60s and so it's I've just spent the time this weekend going through clothes and switching over you know wardrobes from the different seasons and stuff and I always feel better like it it takes a while for me to make myself do it and take the action and get everything organized But once I do it, and usually when I do that, I'll be real good about taking things out that I don't, I'm not realistically gonna wear. I don't need that. Somebody else could use that and getting rid of things that I no longer need. Um, And I swear you feel lighter immediately. Mm -hmm. And it just creates a better living environment. If nothing else, your living environment feels better when you do that. Well, and I think so, you know, Lori and I also talk about creating
1: space for the things you do want mm-hmm. so if you're if you've got things in your environment that are blocking the things you do want and, and I'll give you an example is I've got a friend um and he is not doing this work he he is he 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 told me the story. We went to, to lunch and I thought, oh my God, like he told me the story. And it is, it is exactly the law of attraction 101. And he did not necessarily have any idea that's what he was doing. But he had he had been he, he's in his 60s, early, mid sixties, and had been single for about 25 or 30 years and was really ready for a partner. And so, you know. He, he goes out, he's a business professional, he's a sales rep, he meets a lot of people, um, and just it has never, It's just never happened for him, and so he recently got married, and um, I've, met, I've met his wife, and she's just adorable, and they are the perfect couple. I mean, it's amazing to me that it took them till their mid-60s to find each other, um, and so he and I were at lunch, and I was talking, you know, I just said, listen, I want what you have, like, I don't want to wait till I'm 60 or 65 to find it. Like, and, he, and I said, he said, Tanya, I've been wanting this for a long time. He said, but you know what I did is, is they had met in his apartment complex. She had just moved in. They were both sitting at the pool, reading a book. Um, he introduced himself and then had her over for a drink. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, they had messaged back and forth. So he had her over for a drink. And he said, after she came into his space and sat down, when she left, he thought, Okay, I'm going to marry her. And he said he immediately got up and he bought towels, like nice linen towels for all the bathrooms, like pretty decorative towels. He bought new dish towels for his kitchen. He cleaned out half of his master closet and left it completely empty for her. He moved, he, he, instead of sleeping in the middle of the bed, he literally started sleeping on his side of the bed. He went ahead in the bathroom and bought soap that smelled good. He bought another toothbrush and went ahead and set it where her toothbrush would be. Like he literally removed all the blocks and created this space for her. And so the next time she came over, or maybe it was two times, she loves shoes. So one of the things he did was he took the guest closet and he made it a complete shoe rack. Now this man had only, I mean, one day and so he didn't tell her the next time she came back but I think on like date three he said come here I'm going to show you something and he had shown her all the things he did I was like oh my god like did she run for the hills and he said <laughs> she did look at me like I was a little crazy he said but I had no doubt like he said I had made room for her and and there was no excuses and literally I think in six months they moved in together and in a year they were married and and He had wanted this for so long, but this was the first time he took action to create the space for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he and I talked about that. Like, he was always busy with work. He was always satisfied. He knew he was a day trader. He did that at night and stuff. Like, he always was so busy and so much energy. But he was not creating the space to have somebody come to him um and so I it, it just it it's crazy I know it sounds crazy but I'm telling you he did it and it's exactly
0: what happened and so it was about creating the space right for what you do want these are my favorite kind of stories ever we've got to do <laughs> something on our podcast where we hear from people that have those kind of crazy stories because they are my absolute favorite <laughs> my too. Well, speaking of uh, um, so all that is is feng shui right if you' if you've studied feng Shui at all and I've like probably know enough to be dangerous. But what I have heard is that you have to be real careful about like what goes under your bed, especially the bed you sleep in. You know, you don't want clutter there. You don't want a lot of things under your bed because it can affect your dreams. It can affect your love life. It can affect your sleep. And this past weekend I went to put something under our guest room bed because nobody sleeps there. And it was completely packed. And so my husband comes home and I said, what is under the beds and he's like oh those are my guns he hunts and so he's got a bunch of guns so he's got guns under both bedroom yes bedroom beds and I said what's under our bed because I had not gotten down on the floor and looked he was like oh I, I moved everything from under there and I was like you better be glad you did because feng shui 101 you don't put especially like guns and ammo we don't need that up under our bed and then our dreams being funky and, you know, our love life being messed up because of it. I said, don't do that. Don't. He thinks I'm crazy anyway, but <laughs> I was like, don't be messing with the space that we sleep in, but it, but it is true. You know, you hear about um, really good sleep, like to get into a really good sleep um, pattern. There's things you can do to your environment, whether that's clearing up the clutter, making it cool, making it dark. That's sort of what we're talking about today is creating space for you to thrive, whether that means for you to get better sleep or to bring a, a new relationship into your life. I know for me, one trick I've used is with money. Like when I go to do um, my, write my bills and everything every month, just going through my pocketbook real carefully to make sure I don't have a bunch of receipts that stuck out and things not in their proper place, because what that does is sends the message out. Like if I had 10 receipts stuck in my wallet versus money, there's not space for money to come in there. And I know it sounds crazy, but for whatever reason it works, um, you know, to create those little spaces, anything from a wallet to your car, to your house, to your workspace, all these spaces, the space in your mind like, that's why I think meditation and all that works so well is because we're clearing space of all the chatter that goes on in, on in our minds every day. And when we clear the space, we can get what needs to come to us, right? Whether that's a message or just an insight into something. It's the same thing, whether that's your mind space or your physical space. It's all the same. And If you just want to test it, if you just
1: want to see, are oh, those girls crazy? Does this really work? Find a drawer in your house, any kind of drawer, I've got quite a few of them, um, that is your junk drawer or your 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 catch-all drawer and clean it out. Whether it takes you five minutes or an hour, go through, clean it out, organize it, and then close it. And then wait five days. Probably won't take five, but, but, but give it five days. And be really conscious about what flows to you in those five days. It's going to be some sort of Um, abundance. It it could be money abundance. It could be uh, discounts. It could be, I mean, it really could be, it could be a new friend, like just make that one junk drawer. You will be amazed. Do it, do the junk drawer. And then think about every next five days, be really cognizant of what flows to you because you did that. You are going to be amazed at what comes your way because you literally cleaned a junk
0: drawer yeah so uh, just trust us (laughs) you got you got to clean up your space that's absolutely clean up your space and we've talked about it that could be any kind of space but it's also then creating the space for what you do desire to come towards you and if everything's so packed like if your closet is so packed that you can't get a finger between the two hangers that's not really allowing space like his the your friend's um bathroom or his bed, like sleeping in his bed and sprawling out like a starfish. <laughs> You're not really allowing space for somebody that could come sleep beside you. Um, I know it sounds so woo-woo and funky, but it, it really is fun to, to think about and to sort of track what does come to you when you create that space. All right, so jump to our challenge and let us know
1: um, what comes your way. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you hadn't already,
0: subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. You can reach us at hirenavigation.com. That's H-I-G-H-E-R navigation.com.